Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live for the second time this week. Episode two of Mental Health Awareness Week. It's you lucky, a... lucky folk listening lucky. to us twice. I don't know whether they're lucky or I'm lucky because I get to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to say that, but but I wouldn't say that about seeing me. More than once is enough. Um, it's because we might just have to move in and get a recording studio. I think we'll do well, that. We the way it's going. That. We've got this playroom. We could turn this playroom into a into a bit of a recording studio. We could have That's soundproof egg, egg boxes on the wall to make good acoustics <laughs> and all that you know so what, what we Dave's, got Dave's episode we had on Monday was a great episode hope people enjoyed that but today we've got um, Joe Leplana I think that's how we pronounce his name he's, uh, he's a nurse by background so I know him from old and as you'll hear on the episode um, and I've been following him on Instagram following on Twitter and all the social media platforms he's Instagram is Roaring Nurse for those who yeah, want to check him out Roaring Nurse he at is Roaring very nurse. inspirational as you'll hear in a bit uh, so let's have a listen to Joe. So we're here, second episode of Mental Health Awareness Week, uh, and we've got a very special guest, something I've been really looking forward to meeting and talking to. Met him before in the past, probably doesn't remember me. I was a junior member of staff then. I was quite new in role as an infection prevention and control nurse. We've got Joe. Joe, how are you? Hello, I'm I'm okay. I'm looking forward to our conversation and and talk about about my running and all this mental health and and raise awareness about um, the fantastic help that running can be. So, introduce yourself, Joe. Give us a bit of information about you, what you do, uh, who you are, yeah, where you um, come from, where you live currently, and what you're doing currently. Yeah, I live currently in in, in Chesterfield, um, but I work in Sheffield. But as you can see, this is not a Yorkshire accent. Um, I was born in in Spain um, many months ago, and I did nursing, but I couldn't find a job. And then uh, 23 years ago, I decided to um, pack my bags and try to pursue my dream of being a nurse here in the United Kingdom. And I landed in um, in, in Luton on bonfire in that year 2000. And I thought that was the best reception that could ever have. You know, all the fireworks and everything. It was, thank you very much. There, here I come. And I only came for six months. Um, but 23 years later, I had a fantastic career here in the NHS. Um, I work uh, now for NHS England, um, trying to I support uh, a youngster with learning disabilities and autism uh, to try to um, gain some valuable skills and get a job in the NHS that we have currently over 100,000 vacancies. But in the past, well, I'm still a nurse, always a nurse, and I'm very proud of being a nurse, and and, and that's um, who I am now. Brilliant. So talk to us. We're a running podcast, so we know that you run. We know that you run because we watch you. I watch you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't stalk you. Don't worry. Uh, I know it's at running at Roaring Nurse on Instagram. Um, yeah. So talk to us a bit about your running background. When did it start? Well, I started um, when I was young. My my family has always been a, quite an athlete family. My brother was very good, and I I was not. Um, I used to be always quite overweight, but. 
I used to tag along to everything that my that my dad and my brother used to do. Used to do a lot of 10k, and I used to tag along, and and I was doing okay, but never being good. Then um, I left it. Um, then um, I became um, older and, and things, and I didn't do any sports. And then uh, I came to England, and um, when I had uh, my first problem with mental health. Um, well, I got divorced. Um, I got out of my, my divorce and everything. And and one of the things that uh, I did was to join a running club. And I at that point was in Sheffield. And that's how I became also involved with running. And it was was my, my first um, stint um, onto the pleasures of running. And and I, I did I did okay, but then I got injured. Um, got an injury, the things that happened, and also I left it, and also got very busy at work, and and um, and family, and and it was very difficult to juggle everything. And uh, but then um, life moves on and everything. Uh, then I have um, I had I was um, redeployed as a nurse. Everybody know what happened in 2021, 2022. Um, I was working as a senior nurse um, in the Sheffield Teaching Hospital. And obviously, um, non-essential projects, I was working in quality improvement, were um, stopped and I was redeployed. And um, they redeployed me to work um, in the intensive care in the ICU, in the COVID ICU, in um, in the Hallam's Hospital, where all the COVID patients were there. That was very tough, um, mentally, um, physically. Uh, it was like a roller coaster. Um, I, I, there, there was a lot of uh, feelings and emotions um, or, or I think on steroids um, everything w I was going from happiness because somebody was waking up to sadness the following moment because somebody passed away to anxiety because suddenly one of my gloves uh, had broken and I didn't know if COVID was coming or, or no and it was constantly on the edge also very lonely uh, because I didn't belong to that unit I didn't know that many people and I spent 12 hours, 12, 13 hours every day, just seeing a pair of eyes and the, and the patients and everything. And and I was there for a long time. Uh, and the first and second wave. And I my mental health deteriorated um, because of all these emotions, because I was not very good at expressing myself. Um, you know, I come from Spain. It's a, quite a macho culture. If you ask um, any boy, it's changing a bit. But when I was uh, when I was growing up, everybody wants to be or a footballer or a matador. You know, this image that uh, you need, you know, in front of the ball and and uh, be a man and all these uh, typical stereotypes. I mean, I never learned how to talk about feelings. I never know um, how to offload. And what I did, it was like a sponge. I would keep absorbing all these emotions. I never, I never take them out. And at one point, I became saturated. And then I started having anxiety attacks. Um, my unit was absolutely amazing. I had a psychologist there, and we were working on things and everything. But I did manage to carry on working and everything. But it was a point that um, I was having nightmares at, um, at night. I was um, having mood swings, anxieties, and everything. I wasn't able to, to sleep. Uh, and I, I was having um, nearly daily conversations with my therapist. And then he um, 
he told me that um, I was having symptoms of PTSD. Uh, and he then started recommended, and we were working very hard on hope to offload all these feelings. And I did try to work a lot of techniques like um, relaxations. I couldn't, I couldn't relax at all. Uh, yoga, I couldn't do yoga at all because I, I'm, I, I'm like a wooden man. I cannot bend anything, and uh, I couldn't do anything. And then, um, um, then they said, "Well." I'm running out of options. The, the next option is to start your medication, Joe, and say, but why don't you try running? Um, I was quite overweight, to, to be honest. I put uh, quite a lot of stones and everything. And the merely thought to start running again um, uh, horrifies me. But then I put in a, 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 on one side, well, it's medication or running. Um, I, I don't have any other options. Yeah. And then say, well, let's, let's give it a go. And... I did have a go at running. Um, I think I tried to run um, outside because one of the things that we could do uh, during COVID yeah, and everything. Yeah, so you're allowed to go out uh, for half an hour or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and to be honest, the following day, I couldn't move. Mm. It was so painful. Every bone was aching. Everything was aching. But I persevered. And suddenly, um, one night, I went to bed. And I slept for eight hours. Yeah. With no um, with no interruption, it was the first time in nearly twelve months that my body was so knackered because of the running that uh, overcome my anxiety, overcome my um, my uh, mood swings and everything, and I was able to sleep for eight hours, and that was a changing life moment. Mm. Um, that fact that my suddenly my body was a bit more refreshed and everything, my mind was a bit more clear. I managed to break that circle. Of uh, of anxiety and and brain fog and everything, and then suddenly I say wow, um, and then also I was starting to enjoy the running because at the beginning if you're not used to run is quite painful, yeah. especially if you do it on your own. Yeah. Um, but I was starting to find a space, a space that I, I felt free to cry. I felt free. Nobody was judging me. Nobody was looking at me. I felt free to 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 have the space where. Suddenly, all my thoughts that they were bouncing constantly about the, my brain from side to side, I was able to um, because my my body and my brain was um, um, was focused on my breathing and on running and everything. Suddenly, my brain went quiet, yeah. and and for the first time in a long time, that my brain was not focused on my thought, was focusing on my on, on my body and everything. Yeah. And I'm, I I found that space that half an hour I was running completely. Um, uh, uh, the space that I couldn't find when with relaxation, one other thing, I found my my space was I I was able to start offloading, and also um, I was able to to follow to listen some music and everything. I was all this I was on my own bubble, mm. uh, and that also got me hooked. Yeah. And and then obviously it was there's a moment that you break the barrier of pain, the call, the that then. You start being seeing the results and everything, and then um, you compete about yourself. You you know you um, you become a bit faster and everything. That was normally February. That was on February March 2021, and then I think the first time that I tried to run 5K was around end of February, and I think that I did nearly 45 minutes or 50 minutes, something like that. Uh, um, but the fact that I finished 5K. You know, I got the Garmin and everything. I felt so proud. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I felt um, the, the experience of exhilarating. And uh, uh, and then it took me 
two days of rest to, to be able to run again. But uh, that circle and that healing of my body was getting shorter and shorter, yeah. and and I was able to. Uh, also, I was losing weight, and um, that also was a bonus. I was um, I was feeling um, lighter and everything, and that's why um, I got hooked in, into the running. Uh, and then that that got me through um, the pandemic and got me through my because then I was able to find this space to upload. And obviously, I also did other techniques. I, I started I started writing and, and things that also will help me to to identify my feelings and everything. And uh, it was not just running, but running was part important of my package to um, not to lose sanity because at one point uh, I was having uh, mood swings and everything. And, and, as, and, and at some point I was having also suicidal thoughts mm. um, in twenty in January, February 2021. I mean, I was quite in a low in a low point that um, I, I don't want to go back there. I think running was the first stage to, Come out yeah. uh, on there and and, and, and bounce back yeah. um, from the bottom that I was I was there, uh, and then end of March, um, um, COVID restrictions came to an end, and then suddenly they allow you to to run with other people, and the first thing I did was to join the running club. Um, I did join the running club, uh, my local running club. At that point, I was living in Chesterfield, and I think that was also the best decision I ever made. Um, Join the running club because suddenly uh, you're not the only one having pain every day. <laughs> yeah, a lot of you're all in it together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're all together. And also, um, it's a social aspect that um, you know. Some, sometimes it's difficult when you work so many hours and everything. Suddenly, at half past six at night, uh, that from, from now I need to get changed and go to run for a run. A lot of days um, you just don't have this this the. Uh, the energy, but if you know that somebody else is going to be there and we're going to do it together, that's really that also social part that also um, is very important. And the fact that um, these running clubs that I went, they didn't matter if it was not very fast. It was mm -hmm. other people as slow as myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they didn't, nobody judged me because I was overweight. Nobody judged me because um, on every hill that we were going, I was stopping and walking up. Uh, and and very slowly, then um, we I became a group of friends and everything. And there was one day um, that we went to a pub, and we were talking about things that you wanted to do and everything. And um, you know, I'll say, Bob, um, I like to have a Guinness World Record one day, and, <laughs> and that's uh, that. Never go to a pub and have pints of beer. That, that's <laughs> very dangerous. Well, I, that's, um, to be fair, I probably talked about Guinness World Records when I've been to the pub a few yeah. times. <laughs> and and then at some point, I, I was, I did. Um, obviously, I wanted a commitment um, because I didn't want to stop running and everything. And I decided to fundraise for a charity. Every so year I, I did, you didn't want to stop yeah. running. You decided to do a Guinness World Record. But I, for me, I to stop me from running, this is the reason why I do this podcast. <laughs> because I can't come onto yeah. this podcast without, without saying I've done some running. So that's, that, that's what, yeah. whatever motivates you to keep you running is really important. Yeah, it was important for me to make to say it public also because I had a big presence in social media. Yeah. Is um, to to say it public that I couldn't now say no, no. I um, I didn't want to give an excuse not to run because I already com compromised myself to fundraise and everything. Then the next step, um, a lot of people do um, couch to 5K. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit extreme. I did couch to marathon in <laughs> in, in in seven months, but. <laughs> but um, 
I don't know what you say. What's the biggest race you can race in 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 the United Kingdom? in in one of the worlds, and is the London Marathon. Uh, and at that point, also, um, I was a bit naive because I thought, well, I did look online and everything. Somebody suggests, why don't you run as a pint of beer? Ooh, can be fantastic. What, what can be more English and everything? And I went to Guinness World Record and I look at it and there was no record. There was no record at all. Nobody had run as a pint of beer before. And then I thought, well, that's easy. I just need to finish. My goal that year was just to cross the line to finish. Doesn't matter if it's five, six, seven hours and then have a Guinness World Record. That's what I thought. Then I applied for it, and I, I was quite chuffed that they come back to me and say, yeah, yeah, you you, you can run. This is the instructions and, and everything. Um, and it was only, I think, eight or nine weeks before that they come back to me and say, by the way, do you know there's a minimum standard? And I say, what do you mean? Um, yeah, um, it's um, minimum standard of, for a male needs to be four hours, for a female is four and a half hours. And I come back to them and say, do you mean that I need to run the London Marathon under four hours to have the Guinness World Record? <laughs> uh, and they say yes. And say, oh. but uh, it, it was a mission impossible. But at that point, I was really compromised. I said, well, I do. I will do the best as I can. Also, I, I had a massive pile of costumes and everything, and a lot of people had donated money and everything. Yeah. And I said, well, let's do it. I did do it. Um, I can remember this. I can remember watching you yeah. doing it. I can remember. So, uh, in in um, terms of, obviously, you, you get this idea together and you think, I'm going to I'm gonna run the London Marathon, not only, you know, individually, but dressed as a pint. What goes through your head in the first instance? Because t- I'm coaching people to run marathons, but I can't envisage coaching someone to do it. Fancy dress. What, what goes through your head? How are you going to do it? To, to my head was just to finish. Yeah. Um, I I just I was enjoying it. I was doing um, short runs. I was doing. I was getting faster um, with the five k, ten k's, uh, and that was. I was comfortable. I, I becoming very comfortable. But um, the, between you and me, um, the the longest I had run before the London marathon was a half marathon. I mean, I didn't prepare myself. But my idea was never to run a fast race at the London marathon. My idea was just to finish and accomplish this massive achievement, which to run walk a London marathon um, and, and that's what the plan obviously Guinness World Record had another plan um, but I did give my 100% and I did manage to finish the London marathon to be to, to, to say it and under five hours I mean it's not bad from coming from from a couch potato um, and to running a London marathon in four hours that's 59 fantastic. minutes it is really good um, I did it last year so I did London marathon yeah. so I've done something similar to you Joe, because I I, yeah. I did couch to marathon, I suppose, because I, I started running and that's how I got in contact with Ben and that's how this podcast was formed. That's why it's called Couch to Coached. And so I ran Wonder Marathon I did it in four hours, 55. So similar time to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but not dressed as a pint. <laughs> I was just probably, I was just normal. We could, we could potentially <laughs> change normal. that though, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Change it. Potentially. Yeah. But it's also the journey that, um, that I went through and the people and yeah. and also every time that you do a race, you know, I, I became a, a nurse because I, I liked it to help people and, yeah. and when you help people, you have this uh, adrenaline inside you, this energy that suddenly generates and I found the same energy when I crossed the line on any race, doesn't matter the time, when I cross the line, when I see the last K and I sprint to go to the end line and I cross that line that inside that you know that you have goosebumps and you have this suddenly energy that come from don't know where and the smile you have on your face when you cross the line and the medal they put you on 
for me, it was very similar at the sensation of helping somebody yeah. uh, as a nurse and uh, making a difference. That also what I got hooked on the, on, on that. Uh, and then, you know, one thing went to another, and uh, and and also, even despite I didn't have the Guinness World Record the first attempt. My mental health improved. I lost five. I lost five stone. Wow. I'm, um, I had suddenly a group of friends that uh, uh, that I was going to to the pub. I was going to races and uh, and and also when you go to the races, you start meeting a lot of different people from different clubs yeah, and yeah. and you know them. And then it's also after that you go for a pint of beer because to be honest, and I don't know if people know, but going in a running club includes drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> people think we're all very healthy uh, and we we take it, but. Believe me, there's some runners in my club. They're very fast, but they can drink for, for everybody. The, you know, half but, the reason why yeah. people go running so they can have the beer yeah. after. Rob, Rob's yeah, running exactly. club starts and finishes in a pub, and they have chips. It does, yeah. Working men's club. Oh. Yeah, you know the, the image that everybody is. is health mat and, and all healthy and everything no no join the running club because believe me uh, you know it's uh, you, you know you help all sorts of people and everything and, and 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 you also have a lot of social events and make a lot of friends that but but then i finished the the london marathon i was better mentally and everything and but then i decided when i crossed the line never again um <laughs> As we october, all do. yeah october 2022 uh, uh but then um, as so I you, say, were the same, you were on the same one as me then. I ran it last, yeah, yeah. October 2022. 2022. Um, yeah, that's 2022, yeah, because this year is 2023. Yeah. No, sorry, that was 2021. Yeah. That I, 21, I didn't get the record. And you got, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, I was, I'm quite convinced, it was always behind me. Uh, I think, okay, you don't all that for you lost five stone. Um, you can run now um, 5K in, in 22 minutes. You can run 10K in 44 minutes. Um, you're nearly there. Um, you're nearly there. You don't have a marathon in five hours. What else, you know, and what else can, can you do? And I, I decided, um, well, I got convinced by my partner uh, to try it again. But this time, uh, I uh, to take it seriously. What I mean, take it seriously, is um, to listen and to have a coach, and and also to um, not just running, but also to take my body um, seriously. Because uh, people think running is just running, but um, I discovered later on that my core muscles, mm -hmm. also upper body and everything, they work quite weak. Yeah. And if you want to uh, carry a pint of beer. For 42k, uh, you need also to have quite strong core muscles and everything, and, and also you need um, not just running, but you need also to have some strength and gym work yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Plus, then I learned also a sports massage and all things. I had then for the second attempt, I had the the whole package, basically, and that's what I always recommend also to um, you know to have a coach because um, that also prevents a lot of injuries yeah. um, um, because. If you want to do something um, like running a marathon under four hours and, and something that uh, that you will put your body through a lot of um, of pace and a lot of uh, stress, um, uh, it's better to have somebody also for for guidance and because things will go wrong yeah. at, at training. Not you know you there will be some days that you train and say fantastic. Some days that you probably after five k say. I had enough. I don't know how can I, how can I do a full marathon mm -hmm. if everything was painful and everything. That's also what you need um, a coach and uh, and a strengthening coach and, and all these things. And 
I mean, I got the full package, and I need to say that um, I was a lot more ready. And then in October 2022, um, I did when to the um, to the starting line, and I did manage to beat the Guinness World Record by. Uh, 67 seconds. So you did it in four, uh, three hours, 59, uh, three hours, 50, three, 58 and 52 wow. seconds. Wow. Amazing. Yep. Absolutely amazing. Dressed as a, and I, I noticed that, um, yeah, the, um, I think it's still, I mean, I mean, he's there. And how, how much does yeah, that, that weigh in, uh, in, in weight? That, that weighs around 10 kilos. Oh, so okay. you, you, it was upgraded, wasn't it? So the last time you did it in 2021, yeah, yeah. it was over your head as well. Yeah, and then you um, had a new one. The problem is uh, the one over my head. Uh, the temperatures inside the costume oh, yeah. got over forty degrees. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's why. Then the second time I was a bit more clever. I learned from the, my mistakes, and the second time I, I look at the because it's very strict Guinness World Records, and the Guinness World Records say they need to be from shoulder to below. I mean, I I did design it, well, a company designed it for me with a head outside. Mm. That means I was able to have the head outside and and because on the on the year before also i didn't have a lot of vision because like you know it's all and because this one it was a lot, a lot and did better. you train in it and I, yeah yeah um also i did i saw you were doing a lot of races weren't you that's all yeah i did a lot of races um because and every time i did modify i did good things and i did things and everything i started on i remember i started my training with the costume on the Manchester Half Marathon. Mm. And I got the attention from the BBC. And um, the BBC called me, I think it was on a Thursday, and told me, Joe, if you want to be live and talk to Gabby Logan, you need to finish the marathon, the half marathon, be between 150 and 155. Otherwise, you'll be out of life. <laughs> and I say, okay. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> and it's I an incentive, manage, though, isn't it? To, to, to speak yeah, to Gabby Logan. Uh, that means that I I went to the uh, star line, and um, my partner Lucy came to me and said, "Lucy, I need to come with me. I need you to pace me in front because we need to finish in one one hour under one hour fifty five. Otherwise, we'll miss all the publicity and all yeah, the sponsors yeah, yeah. and everything." And I did manage. I did manage in one fifty one wow. half marathon. Um, the problem, but the, the and then straight away where they put me and they put me a microphone in inside uh, in front of my face and talking to Gabi Logan, I couldn't even um, hold my breath. <laughs> but I got injured uh, oh. doing that. <laughs> I got plantar fasciitis um, because um, I put my body. Um, I, I didn't think about my preparation or anything. I just uh, my thing. I don't think my body was ready to to run that fast with the pine. Yeah. But that's why also then when I. When I say go to running club, because running club will be a lot of people who will be able to advise. They know uh, people, physios, and everything. Because at some point, anybody, somebody at running club is injured. Mm -hmm. I mean, they know about injuries and everything. I didn't have a clue, but they told me what it was, and it was confirmed there was plantar fasciitis. But also, um, I discovered that my muscles surrounding my ankles and everything they were quite weak, and that was part. And uh, and I had two options. They told me I needed to rest or to go intensive training to to um, to improve my core uh, core muscles and also to support my plantar fasciitis a lot better, but resting was not an option, and then I decided to do the second. Can you and ask and you, that Joe, also changed my you life. You said yeah. resting wasn't an option because obviously you were going for this 
target. But yes. do, is also the decision not to take rest because of how you know that running helps you with your mental health. Have you ever experienced an injury and, and maybe the low that you can get when you don't run? Yeah, uh, the first time that uh, say when I was running um, 15 years ago, um, I, I got um, a knee injury and that was completely out. Um, and that also had an impact uh, on my mental health and everything. And also, um, I wasn't able to to restart because then with an injury it took a lot of, a lot of months and everything. One of my ligaments and but this this time um, my plantar fasciitis um, it was it, it was fat, but is it was bearable um, with um, then I learned ice. I had um, treatment of ice three times a day, and then I had this rolling pin that at, at home and everything. I was able to manage with um, ibuprofen and everything, and then with the core strength and everything, and then I bought also special insoles onto my shoes to support my planter better. And what I did is, um, I, that's why I recommend always a coach. Um, um, I designed a, the, the coach designed a program for me for my plantar fasciitis where um, if you look at my Strava I was doing around 50 to 60k a week wow. that was my all I, I did because I um, but then I spent a lot of time in the gym and doing other other exercise to complement that yeah. because normally when somebody runs a marathon everybody says oh you need to do 100k a week you need to do 70 80 miles a week I, I was not able to do that mm. because of my injury and it was a bit of a balance How, what can i do and what the speed can i do it and and with other things to make sure that i was able to carry on the program and get stronger i go to the start line and then try to run under four hours um and i did it and but i don't think i could have done it without the help of the physiotherapist my coach my um, sports massage my um, all these people who uh, surrounded me and gave me advice and a lot of the time for free mm. um, that's what running clubs are for mm. and, and everything and and they're always willing people um, um, to help and everything and they, they, these people with a lot of experience uh, and everything yeah and Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. But then I got um, um, distracted by a massive joke full of the bluest thing you can you can ever see. And then the waiter came and said, this is um, Guayana and, and papaya juice. And that is what uh, Kip Koe drinks every morning. And I swear it's the best thing you can drink for running. And I, I say, okay. If it works for Kim Shogay, why not try it? Yeah, and I say, well, that's the closest I'm going to be to to feel what the champion, <laughs> a world champion will feel. And I say, yeah, can I have, can I have not one, I had two glasses of that blue, you know, it was very, very bluish uh, juice. And I drink it, it was delicious. The Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Cows to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached.
So what? Talk about the charity you did it for, Joe. Yeah, um, um, I did it for my local hospice um, because I um, I'm a nurse for twenty. I've been a nurse for twenty five years, but. What I didn't know um, is that local hospitals open down the country, they're not funded by the NHS. Mm. I was quite in shock that um, to realize that, yeah, NHS is from the from the cradle but to the grave, but a lot of the hospitals, they need to find their, their funding. And what shocks me is when there was a, the lockdown, um, there was an ad there on, on, on the local newspaper asking for people to donate because uh, nobody was able to fundraise or do anything, and they were... Uh, they were risking uh, uh, the funding. They, they were quite short to be able to provide the services. And that's why I, I, I say that when I was able to fundraise and do again, then I was, I was going to try to, to help them. My town um, in Chesterfield, mm-hmm. I mean, they, the, the local hospitals need to fundraise £8 million every year. It's a lot of money. Well, yeah. uh, it's a lot of money. That's why I decided to do, to do it for them. And also to raise awareness about mental health. And I did a lot of... Um, um, and work. Um, I've got because my my history, my story of the pine and my mental health got onto quite a, a lot of local media and then um, media and everything. And and I, I did um, I did also invited to the Star Line at the London Marathon in 2021. But um, I did um, I did make a bit of a mistake that that's why also the first time I did the London Marathon, I was not able um, to. Um, um, to run as fast as I wanted. Um, uh, I can tell you a little story very quickly that, yeah, yeah. That, that never, if you're a runner, never do what I did. <laughs> so I, I got invited to the BBC, the BAP zone, and I, they was there, and suddenly I saw um, all the runners and, and the BAP and, and Keep Koi and, and all, all the big runners, they were warming up. And, and so there was also a, a, a bar area full of fruit and buffets and everything. And, and and I went there, and obviously, typically, I'd say, "Bob, let's have a banana." No, it was I think it was nine o'clock, an hour before the race, and everything. But then I got um, um, distracted by a massive joke full of the bluest thing you can you can ever see. And then the waiter came and say, "This is um, Guayana and, and, and papaya juice, and that is what uh, Kip Koe drinks every morning, and I swear it's the best thing you can drink for running." And I, I say, okay. If it works for Kim, if it works for Kim why not try it? Yeah, and I say, well, that's the closest I'm gonna be to to feel what the champion, <laughs> a world champion, will feel. And I say, yeah, can I have, can I have not one? I had two glasses of that blue. You know, it was very, very bluish uh, juice, and I drink it. It was delicious. The problem is, at K at, at mile ten. It was something I hid my stomach, <laughs> <laughs> and and I yeah, that you know what they say they never try something new on yeah, the yeah. never try new shoes never try uh, at, never try a blue liquid point, before the London Marathon never try oh, a blue I don't think blue liquid should be drunk at, full stop. I, <laughs> no, but I think from mile ten to mile fifteen. I didn't know every portable toilet <laughs> in the London Marathon. And, Dressed and as that, a pint that, as well. That's a, yeah, but that but that's my excuse. Was in 2021, I I blame Kip Koe for me not beating the Guinness World Record because it's Kip Koe's fault that, that then I drink his blue magic potion or whatever it it was that. But in 2022, when I did properly, I, I did not eat anything new a week before. I did not have any new shoes or any new thing just because my body um, was was supposed to do that. Yeah. 
as I say, don't matter what color is the, the juice that they're giving you on the night before. If you never done it, don't drink it. It doesn't matter if it's Kip Koe or, or Steve Cram or, or the world champion. Uh, your body will not uh, will not uh, be good for your body. But yeah, that's a little story I always say. I blame Kip Koe for my first uh, failure. <laughs> if you're going to blame anybody, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your PBs. So you've talked about your yeah. marathon. So I presume... I think you've done it again. Yeah. Did you do it in twenty? You did it recently, didn't you? Dressed as a. I did it. I, I did it recently, uh, dressed as the um, uh, Christmas cracker. Yeah. Uh, but this this time, obviously, um, one of the things that I I learned from my first fail attempt is that you um you needed somebody because you're you needed somebody in front of me to pace me. Yeah. That I needed a pacer. Yeah. You know, all the major championships they have pacers, so I wanted a pacer. Then I convinced again if it's my, good, my, my if it's Kip Chow, yeah, yeah. if it's good for keep going. I um I did um my partner who um who's called Lucy is also very good at running and everything. Uh, decided to pace me, and and she was in front of me, and when we beat the Guinness World Record and everything, then we realized that on that ten, it's it's uh, when you meet. Um, all the all the runners, you go to a Guinness World Record ten, and believe me, it's the craziest people that you ever seen in planet Earth. It's people that are a pencil, people dressed as a Dracula, people dressed as any kind of sort. And we saw a couple of dresses, and that, that and then um, a couple of ladies who were um, they, they were um, I think the lady was a pint of um, of a, I think a pencil or something. It was four and a half hours, and when I finished. And when I finished um, the London Marathon and a couple of weeks after, I told my partner, look, I, ha- I am the world champion now. You know, I have something in common with Kipko. I'm the fastest spine of the universe. Why don't you, it was six months till the next, I mean, we have all the training. Why don't you try to beat a Guinness World Record? And and we tried to put as the fastest chocolate bar, because can, what can be more typical than a chocolate bar? The problem is... And this, it goes well the with the pints as well. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They were very strict and they didn't um, approve the costume, but they approve, um, they always have a plan B. They approve a Christmas cracker. And that's what we did. Um, and then we did just a couple of weeks ago, um, we uh, we run, we run and, and my partner now um, is the fastest Christmas cracker of the universe. I'm the fastest spine and she's the uh, fastest Christmas cracker. I mean, we did it in four hours, six that's minutes. That's brilliant. That's something to talk. I mean, you, you say you're the fastest pint and you say your partner's the fastest Christmas cracker, but I'm watching a little reel here of you running this Christmas cracker trying to keep up with Elliot Kipchoge. On the on the big treadmill. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's. Is that you technically being the fastest Christmas cracker or what? <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't because I needed to go under four hours. Yeah. Um, and 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 uh, uh, my objective was my partner yeah, to have yeah. the the world record. Um, we were very close to both have the Christmas record, but um. Who knows? Don't tell my partner, but I may try to run again as a Christmas cracker to under four hours on my own. But... Take it away, t- but take it away from it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because it's a female. Yeah, I cannot, yeah. I cannot take it. But now we we both have a Guinness World Record. Um, I think I want. I've been two years at training and everything with these costumes. I want to to see what's feel running a marathon without any costumes. Yeah. That's my objective. Push your limits. And. Yeah, and we have an entry for the Berlin Marathon. That's wow. what this summer I'm going to do. Amazing. Um, on the 24th, I think, of September, yeah. um, we're going to try to Berlin Marathon. Don't and get tempted, what, Don't get tempted yeah. by getting dressed up. <laughs> Just, yeah. No, I told her. 
Because um, we decided that something. <laughs> we got a bit hooked about these marathon things, and we want to have the six biggest marathon. And we decided that the next one we will be in a costume will be the Tokyo one, because ah. I think the Japanese people are also as crazy as me, and they love costumes. And I may take the Christmas cracker and try to become the fastest cracker of the universe in Tokyo at some point in the next few years, because. You need to go to the lottery and everything. Yeah. And unless you're very fast, you don't get entry in all these places. But I have an entry for this year, um, Berlin Marathon. We have also have an entry for Chicago that we have deferred for next year. Oh, wow. I mean, we're going to try to do one of the majors every year. Yeah. But that's our plan. And I want to see how fast I can go in Berlin. Mass. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I had no idea. Brilliant. I think... I... Not dressed as a Christmas cracker, not dressed as a pint, yeah. and you did under four hours dressed as a, as a pint. I think anything is, is the sky is the limit. So, what's your 5k yeah. PB now then? The 5k TV, I think, is 20 minutes, um, 15 or five seconds, something like that. Yeah, I'm not going under 20 minutes. Uh, I that's my that will be my objective for next year. Um, because obviously, when you run a marathon you need to take for long distance. Sometimes mm. your short distances, yeah. you, you lose a bit of a speed mm. because you want to look longer, mm. not as fast. I mean, I did um, 20.05 at the beginning of 2022, and I've not been able to go any faster. Um, my 10K now is at 42 minutes, something like that. Uh, my half marathon is at 1 hour 37, and my full marathon is 3.58. But... Um, I'm, I want to, my objective for 2024 is to go under 20 minutes and to go under 40 minutes on a 10K. See what I can do? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and just to make you make you aware, if you are, I know you mentioned Strava, we have a Strava leaderboard. You could be top of that Strava leaderboard. If you wanted to, you can join the Strava yeah. leaderboard. It's for the listeners as well. If you haven't joined the Strava leaderboard, it's Couch to Coached Running Group. Uh, so if you look okay. at Java, we've got 88 runners now, I think it is. We've got people from all over. We've got so many from New Zealand. We've got so many from Italy. Uh, so join that Strava leaderboard and you can see how you get on against us. <laughs> yeah. But talking about challenges, I, I just done the London Marathon dress as a, as a Christmas cracker. Uh, this year, um, I'm not doing just one marathon. I'm doing three challenges. Um, I've done the London Marathon dress as a, as a cracker. Now, on the 12th of May, I'm going to do the Leeds Marathon, dressed as a cracker also. And then on the 24th of June, I'm going to be the first Christmas cracker to do the Yorkshire Three Peaks and climb the Three Peaks under 12 hours. That is my three challenge for 2023. And I'm, I'm this year, the first marathon was for Icegate Hospice, but now I'm, I'm fundraising uh, the next two for Cabell Nurses. Uh, Cabell Nurses is also is a charity who support nurses who are struggling with mental health yeah. or struggling with um, uh, with financial problems and everything. I mean, it's also quite close to, to my heart, this charity. Yeah. I mean, I'm still on, on, on Twitter. I'm still on on. on Instagram. If anyone wants to donate, just, just uh, I have um, a hashtag uh, that's called We Are Crackers. That we letter R and then crackers. You can find there. You can find our journey to London. And now I'm starting now my journey to Leeds. 
Uh, I'm not planning to beat any, any Guinness World Record because I'm supporting my work colleague um, that is going to be her first marathon. I mean, I'm there to support her, and I'm do. I'm also taking as a celebration. I'm going to do a lot of videos, uh, and, and my, the plan is to do it around six hours, but with a lot of fun, a lot of videos, uh, and, and supporting my male, who is my work colleague, who never done run a marathon and just wanted to be next to her, me going with the Christmas car and have a bit bonkers, mm-hmm. and make sure that when she don't want to carry on, I'll be there next to her to make sure that we cross the finish line together. Fantastic. And we will put all the links, you send me the links, Joe, we will put all the links to Joe's fundraising page on the bio to this episode. So if you have got a spare change, guys, let, let's send it over to Joe for the Cavell Nurses, really good charity. Uh, so, and like I say, we'll tag you in to all the Instagram posts and everything like that as well, Joe. So. Absolutely no, thank amazing. Much. Thank you very much. You've been, like I said, I was really looking forward to, to seeing you coming onto this episode because I've been following you on Instagram, seeing all your journey, dressed as a as a pine, dressed as a Christmas cracker. Uh, obviously, like I say, I know yeah. you from previous, but thank you very much, Joe, for coming on. Have you got anything else you want to add before you go? No, that um, running for me uh, saved my life. And it's not easy at the beginning, especially if you don't don't know anything. But my advice to anybody is uh, join a running club. Don't do it alone. Um, you know, there's a lot of apps now, um, Couch to Code to 5K and everything. There's a lot of things, free apps. Yeah. And also, you don't need to, now is a, we have a crisis, a economical crisis, you don't need to spend a lot of money no. for run. Just open the door, put a pair of shoes and go out. Also, the local running clubs, they normally they charge around a pound a month, mm. a pound, two pound a month, because mm. the, the they're quite cheap and they normally meet twice a week mm. uh, just start you never know it can be the beginning of the best journey you ever done yeah. i recommend it um you know and i had a lot of fun and i have a lot of memories in the last two years and, and i will now carry on with my challenges and and hopefully i will be uh, a six marathon record holder at some point that um and keep um challenging myself fantastic advice there joe i think uh thank you very much for sharing your story with us uh very inspirational stuff as well i think i might get rob after a guinness world record one day dressed (laughs) maybe i I promise it won't be a cracker and i promise it won't be a pound we can do a trio you know this this trio we can do something together you you never know three musketeers something like that there you go maybe maybe there you go um you just need to go to guinness world record and try to find one and they tell you um these crazy ones if you can't to have fun you have an hour spare hour look at the people crazy records that the people are beating while running they're quite funny ones we'll bear it in mind and we'll be in touch <laughs> okay thank you very much yeah, yeah. and like i say once thank you've you. done berlin i think we, got, we, we will get you back on i think we, i say okay. this to all the guests if, if you ever want to come back on we're always happy to have repeatable guests because it, uh, you always bring something different so thank you very much for joining us joe thank you thank you There you go. What, what a it? cracker. What a cracker. Absolutely. Pun intended. Literally a cracker. <laughs> what an episode. I think we, we we set a question. He just rolled with it. Literally rolled with it. So yeah, it was very... I mean, he's got an interesting story. I mean, look, I think coming over to the UK and chasing mm. your dreams is a real good underlying story for any mm. runner, really, that you should not sort of set any boundaries. So he's obviously a very determined uh guy um from day one coming over to the uk and then Mm. chasing his dreams and then getting involved with his running to support his mental health and he hasn't really looked back has he definitely not no 
And that's we, we've we've been saying this. I know we've said it before in the past, but running does really help with people's mental yeah. health. Didn't really reflect in this this episode, but talking to people really helps as well. But I think <clears throat> having that goal and Joe's goal was to run a marathon, or be dressed as a pint, which is an unusual aspiration to do in your first ever marathon. I wouldn't have never have dreamed that. I didn't mention it on there, but when I dressed up as a nurse, a naughty nurse for the Great North Run, that was enough for me. Um, so dressed up as a pint is absolutely amazing. I think he's done such a such a really good job yeah, and, and I think so much money as well. For for a guy that uh, was quite open about the fact that his mental health suffered during the pandemic, and he said that he lost a load of weight for his running. Mm. Um, he he, if you look at his Instagram. Uh, account if you haven't already when you see this you will see that transformation in mm. the weight loss and also he looks he looks very well in terms mm. of he looks very positive he's got a nice aura about him when you speak to him and I think that probably he gives that credit to his running um, so I think it's really inspirational stuff and his advice at the end of that interview um, just get your trainers on open the door and go for it do it for yourself it, it, it's it's really strong stuff. So yeah. if you're, I think if you are listening to this in the middle of Mental Health Awareness Week um, and you are someone that struggles with their mental health or not struggling with their mental health but thinking about running, mm. take that advice. Like Go and just put your trainers on, open the front door and just see how far you can get. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely good advice. And like I said, join a running club as well because you've got that social aspect as well. Um, talking to people and getting advice from people and having a coach and things like that. So it's definitely good advice. So we've that second episode done for this week. We've got next episode coming up on Friday. Uh, this sounds really weird because we are shooting this like a couple of weeks before mental health awareness. So I'm trying to portray that we're doing it in the week, but we're not. But we kind of are. I see. So sh- shatter the illusion. I know. Well, I shattered the illusion with with Dave with the with me cramp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. We have got another episode coming up. We haven't shot the episode yet. We haven't done the episode yet, but it's going to be a great episode. I know it's going to be a great episode. Uh, we've got a guy who is a mental health runner, and he runs with Brooks Run Happy. Uh, his name is Tom, so that's going to be a great episode as well. So listen out for that one. And we'll be back next week, normal time on a Friday, uh, with the Potter's Half special. See you all later. See you later.